This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. Thank you so much for having me here to invite me to your church. You know, when we are not out in the mission field, we just love to travel around, mainly in Sweden. We come from Sweden to preach in churches. And I heard that you have a women's work that you call Women of Worth. Wow. I have the same in Sweden, <laughs> but in Sweden, that, that's the only, we are the only one who have that name, you know? So we also have Wow Afternoon Tea next Sunday. <laughs> that's great. But we, I'm very happy to be here. And you know, when I watch this video, for me, like Richard and all these preachers and Marcus and I, we are, you know, we are infected by a very terrible virus that God doesn't want to heal. And that's the missions virus. <laughs> so if you come close to me, maybe you will also be infected and you will also want to go with Richard or any else of all the evangelists out on a missions trip for one week, two weeks to just see what the Lord is doing, because it's really new chapters in the book of Acts that is written. But today we will focus on you here. And I really believe, you know, when, Richard's, when Richard wrote to us and told us that we were preaching in different churches, in, quite immediately, the Lord just put a message on my heart for this morning. So, you know, I don't believe in coincidences, but I really believe God brought you here just this morning so you can hear the word of the Lord. And I have such faith in Jesus Christ and in the word of God that, you know, when the word of God goes out, it is living and active and it will start to do something inside of each and every one of us. Sometimes the miracle Miracles happens instantly. We all want those kind of miracles, right? <laughs> but sometimes the word of God, it works inside of us and it creates great miracles, but maybe sometimes it also takes time. So I, I will jump directly into my message um, because I, I, I just feel that the Lord has, has really a heavenly manner for each and every one of you today. And I call my message for this morning, everything is possible with God. And maybe you know the verse from Luke 1.37. It says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And I want to focus on the very word with God. Everything is possible with God. We all know that we, God is almighty. He is the miracle worker. You can just read a few pages in the Bible and you will realize our God is a miracle working God. And I believe if I would send a stick around, you know, you would share testimonies how God has worked miracles in your life. But today I don't only want to focus on that God is a miracle worker, but who does he wants to work with? Everything is possible with God. And you know, God is always longing to bless, to help, to heal, to deliver, to meet our every need. That is his longing and his desire. But almost in everything, not always, but almost every time, he wants us to do something small together with him for, for the miracle to take place in our life. 
And I want to go to a story in the Old Testament. I want us to go to the book of Exodus, chapter 14, and we will start to read from verse 13. Exodus 14 and verse 13. And you know, there are so many great miracle stories in the Bible, but we cannot only read them as historic stories that happens once. But all the time, you know, because the word of God is living and active, he always wants to reveal new things to you and me in these old stories. You know, I also grew up in a Christian family, so I also ran away like the children before to Sunday school. And I have heard all these stories, but Anyway, God wants to reveal new things. He can use these stories from the Bible and he can speak, you know, directly to, to you and to your situation and to your heart today. So I want us to read from Exodus. And this is a great story where God, the miracle worker, turned an impossible situation into a great miracle. And when we come into this story, we know Moses, he was called by God to bring out the Israel people out of the slavery in Egypt and then they were brought through the desert and then they come when we when we read this passage they are standing in front of the Red Sea have any of you been to the Red Sea I have been there once and I remember I was standing at the shore looking you know very carefully and for a long time and I couldn't see the other side. So I guess the Israel people I, I can understand a small part of what they were going through. They were seeing this big red sea no way through and behind them the Egyptian army came to kill them. And now we read from Exodus 14:13. Moses told the people, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, lift up your rod and strength stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it and the Israelites shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea and when we go to verse 21 we can see what happened then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the Israels went into the midst of the sea on dry ground the waters being a wall uh, on the right hand and on their left this is a great miracle i don't think we can even you know understand with our mind the great miracles that god performed for moses and the israel people but you know the good news we can read in hebrews 13:8 is that jesus christ our lord our savior our god he is the same yesterday today and forever and many times we need to remind ourselves that whatever we read about in the bible or whatever we have experienced what kind of miracles we have received and experienced in our lives before or maybe we hear other testimonies jesus christ he is the same yesterday today 
and forever. So whatever situation, maybe it's a totally impossible situation, something you are going through right now, then just remember that Jesus Christ, he is still the same today. What does, what does happen in this story? The first thing of all, Moses told them, fear not. So many times we are, we are struck by fear. When, when maybe our circumstances are very bad or many things come against us, we are also struck with fear. And this is exactly what happens with the Israel people. So Moses tells them, you don't need to fear. And I was thinking when I was reading this story before coming here, how can Moses be full of faith and tell the people not to fear? He was in the same situation, right? He was also standing in front of all the, the big Red Sea, the Egyptian army coming to kill them. I guess the people like they used to do, the Israel people, they were complaining. But still he could stand full of fear without any fear and, and and said and say you don't need to fear you don't need to be afraid of anything and it was like the Lord just told me he had been facing me face to face so many times he knew me the people only knew me through Moses you know the story and you know so I want to share with you this morning one way of, 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 of removing the fear in your life it is to come in front of Jesus Christ meeting him in, in your prayer closet at home you know you, you can be in the car you can be on your bike you can be wherever but when we meet Jesus face to face when we really get to know him then in the middle of whatever we are facing we don't need to feel any fear when we read the story about the Israel people we can see that the Lord was their shepherd he was guiding them by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire during the night so once again they knew that God had saved them from e e Egypt and he knew they knew all of them knew that this cloud uh, was was leading and guiding them every day but when we read in verse 10 in chapter 14, it says, Exodus 14, 10, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians mar marched after them. So they, so they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And you know, when I saw here in verse 10 that they lifted their eyes, I realized that they had been focused on, on the Lord. They had been focused on the cloud, that they were guided and protected by God. But when circumstances became bad, they lifted the eyes from the Lord and they put it on the problem, on the circumstances. So we need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We need to keep our eyes always fixed on the Lord. And we don't need to lift our eyes because I know it's so easy to, 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 to take your eyes off Jesus and put it on your circumstances, put it on the impossible situation, put it on the problems. And then the problems seem very big and Jesus seems very small but if we just keep our eyes on Jesus Christ not on the problem but on the problem solver then we don't need to feel any fear 
You know, fear is the strategy, one of the strategies of our enemy. Because do you know what happens when we are full of fear? One thing that happens is that we lose our peace. The peace that God, that Jesus Christ bought on the cross to give us. The peace that never needs to leave us. But when we, when, when we are full of fear, the peace goes away. And one strategy also of the enemy that happens when we feel fear, when we are afraid, it is that we usually don't go forward. We are paralyzed. Fear paralyzes us. So we don't know what to do, where to go. Maybe we are even taking steps backwards. I believe that's why the Lord is saying to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. No matter who you are here today, the Lord is telling you, you can go forward. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at the problems, but you keep your eyes on Jesus and you go forward, trusting the Lord that he will help you no matter how bad the situa situation may look like. And you know, when you look up the words fear not in the Bible, it is written hundreds of times. So I believe it's so common. You know, when the Lord wants to say something to us, it's never with condemnation to put you down. Oh, you don't need to be afraid. But he says, fear not, trust in me. Because he also knows that many times we are afraid. We are shaken. We are paralyzed by the fear. Maybe we want to, we are tempted to stop or taking a step back. But the Lord is saying today, fear not. You don't need to fear. You don't need to fear. And I hear the Lord is saying to me right now, there are some elderly people you have fear for your grandchildren. Maybe they are not right now walking with the Lord. Maybe not right now they are not like in the will of God, but you don't need to fear. Just continue to pray for them and the Lord will guide them back on the path he has already decided for them. The Lord just want to encourage you with those words today. Don't feel any fear or worry about your grandchildren, but just continue praying for them. The, the second thing or one more thing that Moses tells the people, he says, the Lord will fight for you. What a wonderful promise. Maybe sometimes we are struggling, we are fighting, but we don't need to do that because the Lord will fight for us. And in Romans 8.31, Romans 8.31, we read a wonderful promise. If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, if God is for us and he is for you, he is for me, he is for us. It doesn't matter if all the circumstances or sometimes even people can be against us. But if God is for us, we are in majority. We are already on the winning side. So we have to remind ourselves when we are full of fear or maybe we're shaken by our circumstances because life here on earth is not always easy. We will go through different deserts. We will face different red seas just like they did, but we never need to fear. We never need to put our eyes off Jesus Christ and we can know the Lord, our God. He is fighting for us. The one who has created this 
this world, the one who has done all the miracles, the one who has all power, who is almighty, he is on your side. That makes the problem shrink. <laughs> that makes hard circumstances seem much smaller. Proverbs 3, 5. I want us to read that verse also. Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. So many times our own understanding can say one thing. <laughs> our mind can say one thing. Our mind can doubt. Our mind and, you know, our physical senses, they can hear and see the natural circumstances, but the Lord is telling us, trust in me with all your heart. And you know, many times when I have been going through difficult times, I have just closed my eyes and I have listened to my heart because in the heart, our faith is. In our heart, you know, the faith grows and the word of God, it's sown into our hearts. So if sometimes we just need to close our physical eyes, maybe, you know, do whatever we can to cover our ears, not to listen to bad news or whatever we hear and listen to our heart because there we can trust the Lord with all our hearts. I have even written this verse in English actually on my bedroom wall next to my bed because I want to remind myself every morning when I wake up. Sometimes I feel good and everything is wonderful. You can just shout hallelujah. But sometimes when I wake up, I know it's a, maybe a hard day or I know that there are some problems and so on. And I want to remind myself, not about the circumstances, but what is really the truth. And the truth is that no matter what I face today, I can trust the Lord with all my heart. And I don't need to rely on my mind and my own understanding. You know, God is the very expert in making a way where there seems to be no way. He did it with Jesus Christ. There was no way for, for, for you and me or for any people of all these precious people we saw in, in, the, in the video. There was no way for us on our own to reach God again. Because the gap of sin was created between God and the people. But God is the expert of doing things and making ways where there seems to be no way. So he sent Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he opened a new way. He became the door. He became the bridge over the gap of sin. Whatever picture we can use. But God made a way for you and for me to come close to God again. And you know, when we travel, like in one week, we are going to... To India next month we go to Bangladesh and then Myanmar before Christmas and you know when we preach this to the Hindus to the Muslims to the Buddhists or animists you know they worship the nature it's they are just they are just receiving it because they have been trying with their own effort they have been trying with offerings and religious deeds and and you know they are much more religious <laughs> and fanatic than you and me many times but they have never reached God 
they have never received a prayer answer. So when we come about the good news of Jesus Christ, they are listening intently and they are responding, crying out to Jesus Christ to become their Lord and Savior. But God is also today, 2018, here in Moira, in, in, in Northern Ireland. He is the same. And he is the expert of making a way where there seems to be no way for you. So I just want to encourage you today to trust in the Lord with all your heart when you don't see the way. To trust in the Lord with all your heart when your prayer answer is delayed. To trust in the Lord with all your heart when you have a lot of question marks. Have you also gone through life and circumstances and you don't understand why this is happening around you or in your life or in your family? then it's a good time to just say, I don't understand, Lord, but I trust you anyway. I trust you with all my heart. Trust in the Lord when even maybe people and circumstances are against you. Trust in the Lord when you are tested. And then we see how God says to Moses also in this story. He says to Moses that you can lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. You know, we work together with God first and foremost by trusting him, by putting our trust in him. But there is one more thing that this story can teach us. Maybe there are many, many more things. But one more thing I want to mention. That before this great miracle of the Red Sea being divided to the right and to the left, we can see that there is one more thing, a small thing that God asked Moses to do. So the miracle will take place. And the only thing he can do is to take up his simple rod. You know, just a rod made by wood. He says, if you will lift up your rod and stretch out your, out your hand, then the sea will be divided. Sometimes the Lord will also ask you and me to do something. Maybe he has already asked you to do something. It can be according to the calling of God of your life. But it can also be, you know, this small, small whisper. Somebody, God maybe wants you to help. Somebody you need to, some, some small things we need to do. It can, it can vary so much. So I don't want to mention this and this and this. But when we do whatever the Lord is whispering in our ears, miracles will take place. You know, I can imagine that Moses, of course, he had already seen a lot of miracles with a rod in his hand. But I can just imagine, I don't know how you would have felt, but just standing with a rod <laughs> pointing at the sea. I don't know if I had had much great faith to believe that the sea would be divided. But he had something else. He had the word from the Lord. He knew that if I obey God, then miracles will take place in one way or another. And we see that when Moses, like we read in verse 21 and 22, when he lifted his rod, when he was obeying God and did this small thing of just raising his rod, then God started to perform the miracle. You know, God is almighty. He has all the power. He can do all things. 
but he has chosen you and me to be his vessels. He has chosen that everything that will happen here on earth, he needs you and me. You know, God wants all the world to be saved, but he has chosen simple people to go and preach the powerful gospel message. And I tell you, we have been doing it now. We have been married for 16 years this month, and we have been traveling the whole time preaching the gospel. And, and you know, every time, even that we have now conducted 100 gospel crusades, I am surprised every time that my only job is to share the simple story, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when we share about Jesus Christ, you know, I'm, I'm not really a good preacher. I have no special gifts. I don't have anything. But I heard the Lord calling on me to start to preach. And then I married Marcus and we have been preaching together. And when we just share the story of Jesus Christ, it can be under a tree in Kenya or it can be wherever. You can share the powerful story of Jesus Christ with your neighbors, with your friends. And when we do that, you know, the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and he starts a work inside people's hearts. Sometimes they want to respond immediately. Yes, we believe we want to call upon Jesus Christ. Maybe if you have not seen that yet, make you must know in your heart every time you share the gospel of Jesus Christ there is power going out and there is the word of God is living and active and it will do something inside the people's heart that you are sharing it with maybe you will not see the fruit but maybe you know many different people have come to the same person sowing a gospel seed and then suddenly they will respond and say yes to Jesus Christ just imagine that God Almighty has decided to work together with you and me it's the same. The Bible tells us when we lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. You know, God is the miracle worker, but we have seen it so many times. We have seen how, how you know, Hindu mothers come and carry their small children. Maybe they are three, four years old and they have not been able to walk their whole lives. But when we pray for them, sometimes we are able to put our hands on them. Sometimes it's so many, so we just pray in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing and the Lord confirms his word. So many times we have seen these small children running on the stage and, and you know their mothers are there laughing and they are crying and the crowds are sharing because they see what Jesus Christ has done. So many times when we are praying, we have even prayed for some cancer sick people in Sweden and, and sometimes it has the miracle has taken place at once, like if we prayed in a meeting and the healing took place at once. Sometimes we have just, I guess you do the same, I'm sure you do, but sometimes you continue praying for a person who is very sick and after some time they go to the doctor and and they say no trace of cancer or no trace of whatever sickness. No, my migraine is gone. I, I can now sleep. I have now peace. My, my cold is gone. My, my ache is gone in my back or whatever it is. 
But God has decided he wants to do it together with you and together with me. Everything becomes possible when we give him our hands, when we give him our mouth, when we give him our feet to go to somebody, to reach out. You know, sometimes there can be so much healing for the soul when you go and hug somebody. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not hard, but many times... When I have gotten a hug from somebody else, it's like I feel this is the hug from the Lord, you know. But God has decided to use you and me. For me, it's such, I, I think this is the greatest miracle that God can use all of us. He wants to use all of us. Not everybody wants to go like, like, like we are doing. I cannot understand that. <laughs> I don't understand why you don't want to go every month because I couldn't live if I couldn't go every month together with Marcus. But I know that God has put different callings, giftings, talents inside of us. But we can take whatever we have. You know, Moses took the simple rod he had and he gave it to the Lord. He obeyed God with it. Whatever you have, like this wonderful worship, I just enjoyed all of it. We could feel the presence of God. That's the gifting God has put in you. And then you give it back to God by standing here, leading us in wonderful worship. Whatever you have, we can work together with God by giving him the small things. We think it's small, <laughs> but when we give it to the Lord, he can perform miracles with it. And there is one more thing I want to say from this story before I also want to invite you if you want prayer this this morning and i also want to pray for all of you who want to be included in a general calling maybe you sit here today maybe it was almost not that you are coming this morning because you are going such hard going through so hard circumstances maybe you you are very sick here today maybe you have a problem financially maybe it's something else you know in your marriage in your family with the children then i want to pray for all of you who wants today just just speaking to whatever red sea you are facing right now to be divided so you can go like the Israel people go through on dry ground. There is one more thing that we can do to work together with God. You know, one time when I was reading, I think it was a couple of years ago, when I was reading this story, I was just sitting home reading my Bible in Sweden in my living room. And you know, like I said before, some stories you just know by heart. But then suddenly the Lord just spoke to me after reading this story. And he said like this, Moses only had a simple rod made by wood, but you have something much more powerful in your hand. You have the word of God and the name of Jesus. And this is a revelation that came to me that I have ever since used so much. You and I, what do we have? Maybe not in our hand, but in our mouth. We have the name of Jesus and we have all the beautiful promises from the word of God. You know, Jesus is the name above every name. And one day, every knee will bow before him. Every tongue will confess his powerful name. Now we see 
3,000. Richard was telling us yesterday in the partner evening in many like very dark and close nations, how the gospel is going forward, how people are confessing him with their mouth, how they are bowing their knees before him who is the king of kings and lords of lords. But you also have that name in your mouth. You can also use the name of Jesus when we pray. And you know, when we pray in the name of Jesus, the, 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 the Bible tells us that, that when, we, when we use the name of Jesus, that he will take our, our prayer, um, prayer request to the Father and, and, and we will receive whatever we pray for. And I remember one time, there has been many times, but one specific testimony when we were in Kenya, actually, we were in Kenya having a gospel crusade and we were, we, we had rented a bus stop. So it was like in the middle of this city and we were preaching and maybe around uh, five, 6,000 people were gathered and we were preaching the gospel. And the first night, it was a wonderful night. And you know, so many people, they received Jesus Christ and God did a lot of miracles and in the afternoon, the second day before we were starting, we could see in the sky that all these, it wasn't dark clouds, the clouds were totally black, so heavy with rain, and it started to rain. And then we heard our coordinator in the place, he told us that we believe this is a work of the devil. He has, because they, they had met a witch doctor who was sent to the very city where we were. And he was cursing and he was praying to the devil, cursing this place so that it will be destroyed so the gospel couldn't be preached. And this witch doctor, he was praying that rain would destroy the the, the campaign. So we started in the afternoon, just maybe one hour before we were starting the campaign. So it was Marcus and me, and we had a team from Sweden. Maybe we were 10 people. We just started to pray in the name of Jesus. We pray that no rain will destroy, that the gospel will go out. And when we went to the campaign place at the bus stop, we stayed uh, maybe five, ten minutes away from the place. And when we were driving, the rain was so heavy, you know. And when we looked at the sky, it was all black. But I tell you the great miracle when we pray in the name of Jesus. When we came to the bus stop, you know, it was the, it was blue sky on top of the bus stop, but it was black clouds all around the city. So it was raining around us, but not a single drop of rain came in the campaign place. This is a great miracle. So we were just praising God and then we continue preaching the gospel. And I'll tell you the second miracle that happened this, this gospel festival or gospel campaign, you know, when the witch doctor saw what had happened because he knew I had been praying to the devil that rain would, would destroy, but not a single drop of rain is destroying and the gospel is being preached. He came in the very front and we recognized him because he wore all these funny things, you know, with the feathers and everything. 
And, and he knelt that day and it was powerful. And he knelt and he called also to receive Jesus as his savior. And after the salvation prayer, he came forward on stage and he took the stick and he very loudly said that today I have seen that your Jesus, the name of Jesus is more powerful than, than Lucifer or the devil. <laughs> So, you know, you also have this name. This name is not only when you go on the mission field, but you have, you can lift up like Moses was lifting up the rod over the Red Sea. You can pray in the name of Jesus. And we also have the, the wonderful promises of the word of God. You and I can work together with God by agreeing with whatever he says. We, you know, the devil, he wants us to agree with whatever we see with our physical eyes. He wants to say, oh, Northern Ireland will never be saved. Or uh, he wants to say, God will never use me. Or I will never be healed of my sickness. I have been prayed for several times or whatever it is that is agreeing with the lies of the devil but you and I can choose no matter if we are sick some years ago I was really struggling with a with a terrible sickness for one year and you know the devil was whispering in my ears and he said you will never be healed and for a time I needed to stop to preach you know because my body was so weak and he was whispering you will never preach again you will never be strong in your body again and you will never be healed we know all his lies and you know my body said what he said <laughs> my body felt very weak right then I couldn't preach I couldn't do so many things at all but I decided I will work together with God and I will see my miracle. So no matter what my body said, you know, I used wisdom. So I rested a lot, of course, but still my mouth I used to agree and speak out the word of God. And I was just speaking out, you know, the Lord is my healer through the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. And in my case, with that sickness, I didn't receive a miracle instantly, but I just continued speaking out. The doctors didn't give me any positive reports, but I just continued speaking out. I was holding out my rod. Every day I was speaking out, I am healed through the stripes of Jesus. The Lord is my healer. The Lord is the doctor of all the doctors and so on. And I found, I looked up all the promises, you know, about healing and health and strength and I will preach the gospel and whatever I found I was holding out my rod and after some months I started to make improvements in my body and after one year it took one year with a terrible disease but after one year the doctor said now you are totally well and we don't understand why <laughs> so you know we sometimes it takes place instantly but sometimes we just need to agree with God, agreeing and working together with him, him by agreeing with whatever the word of God says. So whatever miracle you need, you can also speak it out. And I want to finish my sermon today with just speaking it out over your life. That whatever your Red Sea may look like, maybe you are not facing one right now, but maybe there will come one in the future. Because my experience is... 
And I believe, Pastor David, they have faced so many more Red Seas along the way. But you know, when we walk with the Lord, whenever a Red Sea comes in front of us, we don't need to fear. We know the Lord will fight for us. He is for, for you. Who can be against you? And we need to work together with him by trusting him, by lifting up our rod and confessing the word of God. You know, many times when I needed breakthrough in different areas in my life, I took the Bible verses and I put it on the door, on the fridge. Uh, you know, I wrote them down and so I could see them and every time I saw them, I was speaking them out. You know, I was holding out my rod. And I have seen so many miracles come in my way by just agreeing with the word of God. I finish with the verse I started with from Luke 1:37. So if you don't remember anything else this morning, I believe you will remember this verse. I believe, you know, the Holy Spirit works together with the word. So he will remind you whatever you face, whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you feel, you will remember Luke 1:37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Amen. Can we stand up together? Can we do like this? That Can somebody, come, will you come and just play on the piano? I just want to, I just want to take some more minutes before we finish and I want to pray a general prayer and then I just want to tell you that after I have handed over and we will go down, I will stay here in the front and if you want personal prayer, I am here to minister to you, to pray for you, to believe for your miracle together with you. But all of you who are going through some kind of, you know, testing, trial, you have a red sea in front of you, or you have been going through some hard times, whatever it is, can you just raise your hand right now and I, I will just pray a general prayer for all of you. Let us close our eyes and let us believe together that from this day on, something will change. And I believe some of you will receive your miracle today. But I also believe that some of you will, will see at least a change in your situation. And you will see how God is going in right directly into your life and working in your circumstances. I will just pray for you. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, that you are the miracle worker, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you cried out, it is finished on the cross, Lord. And you provided everything for us, Lord. Lord, we love you for that and we worship you. We adore you. We, we give you praise. We give you thanks, Lord. And Lord, I just pray right now for all my sisters and brothers here today, Lord. You know everything about them. Lord, you know about all the tears, Lord. You know about all their circumstances, Lord. Lord, you know their need for a miracle in different areas. And I just pray right now, Lord. I just lift up the rod of your name right now, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you meet every need, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I can speak out right now healing over all the physical bodies that needs healing. I pray for financial 
financial miracles. I pray for marital miracles, Lord. I pray for miracles for children and grandchildren, Lord, for whole families, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for whatever they came here to get, Lord, whatever need they are carrying, Lord, whatever struggle they have faced and went through, I just pray that you will make a way for each and every one of them. Make a way where there seems to be no way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that everything is possible with you, Lord, and we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information, www.mpc.org.uk.